Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we're being given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. Today I want to continue talking about what I spoke about yesterday in regards to my yearly checkup. So as you guys know, yesterday morning um, I explained how I was feeling. Um, I went, I had to go and get my mammogram and ultrasound done yesterday and today I actually had to go and do my MRI. So yesterday's feeling was just... Um, I guess the closer I was getting to the hospital, the closer I was getting to my appointment, the more I was feeling the uh, the anxiety sort of come up. But what I was trying to do throughout the whole time was just give my anxiety so much love, give my fear so much love and just keep telling myself that it's out of my hands. I do what I can on my behalf, um, but I can't do anything. I need to go through this whether I want to or not, but I need to go through this. But it was really overwhelming um, because I actually, um, so I had my my uh, my mammogram done first. So you know, you get there, they they you know, and now with COVID, you, everything is just so um, everything is just so cold now. Because before you used to have like a an interaction, you can see each other's faces, you sort of feel you know, comfortable. Not that I didn't feel comfortable with both the women that I had, but it's just a different a different energy, a different atmosphere when you have someone there or when you have a loved one who can come in with you. Um, I, I'm not sure about the mammogram, but at least the ultrasound. So what I did was I actually went through, you know, I got myself changed and I sat there and I waited for my mammogram and she's done the mammogram um, and things like that. Get that over and done with. Um, and I'm sitting there and the whole time I just keep thinking to myself, you know, just uh, I wish I could have the answers straight away. But obviously, you know that it's the doctors that have to give you the answers. It's not actually the people that do the testing. Um, but so I did that. And then she said, I'll just wait here and you'll go straight in. Don't get changed. You'll go straight into ultrasound. So, you know, we're talking about almost close to almost half an hour, 40 minutes later, I get called to do the ultrasound. And it's no disrespect to the girl that I had, but she started to talk about, oh, let's see what the ultrasound says. Let's see, uh, sorry, what the mammogram says. Let's see what the, and I thought, no, 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 no. I don't want to 
It's not that I didn't want to hear good or bad news, but I just didn't want to hear it because if it is bad news, I don't want to be told by her and then I have to wait an extra 24 hours and see my doctor. So I was like, please don't say anything. You know, I kept thinking to myself, please don't say anything. So I kept changing the subject. I kept getting her to talk about other things so she wouldn't go back to it. Um, but it, it made me feel even more anxious because on one side, she's like, yep, that's good. Yep, that's good. Yep, that's good. But on the other side, I'm like, well, I don't know what is, if it is all good, I don't want to go, yep, everything looks, oh, she's saying everything's good. So everything must be good. Um, of course, I keep my spirits and my positivity high, but at the same time, I'm being real. You know, this is real. Um but it just sort of created not more anxiety, but it, it sort of, it was a balance after that of both a bit more relieved and a bit more, um, you know, a little bit of anxiety and a bit of relief. And I'll tell you why, because when I had the mammogram, she's done her four pictures and she says to me, oh, I've got to ask the doctor if he wants any more pictures. So asking the doctor if he wants any more pictures, she comes back and she says, no, nope, all good to go. So I thought, great. Um, and then with the ultrasound, the same thing. You know, she's like, okay, I've got to show the doctor first before I can let you go. And nowadays they don't even go and see the doctor. Uh, I mean, the mammogram, the lady from the mammogram did, she stepped out of the room. But the one from the ultrasound, she was on her PC and I'm thinking, well, when is she going to leave and see this doctor? You know, I want to get these results. Oh, you know, I want to be able to go home. And um, And then, you know, she's typing away and then she said, yep, all good, you can go now. So as I said, it's like a bittersweet relief because you're not going, because I, I do remember the last test I had done, these, both the, well, actually both the MRI and the mammogram is something that I did 12 months ago. The ultrasound I did six months ago, and I'll tell you why, because 12 months ago when I did the um, ultrasound and the mammogram, it was because I got, um, uh, they found something on my right breast. And what happened was uh, this, like prior to that, and what happened was the doctor was like, okay, I want you to get another ultrasound and things like that. And um, and the ultrasound didn't pick it up. And then I had another MRI. But what happened was when they did the ultrasound, they actually found that my uh, one of my glands was a bit swollen. One of my lymph nodal gland was a bit swollen under my armpit. So knowing how my specialist is, they wanted to be very thorough. So the, on my way home from having my you know test done, you can imagine, um, I'm on my way home and I get a phone call saying, oh, you need to come back because we, we need to check something. Now, I've got in my head about the left side thinking, oh, they, uh, sorry, the right side thinking, oh, they, they must have found something again on the right side. But in actual fact, it was the left side, the gland. It was a bit more swollen than usual. Or I, I say gland or lymph node, one of them. That was a little bit more swollen than usual. So they've called me in again and they said, oh, look, we're just taking precautions because we know how your surgeon is. She's very thorough and we just want to make sure that, you know, we capture everything for her. So I thought, okay. So I went back in same day, a uh, couple of, you know, probably half an hour later. So now fast forward six months after that, because um, they said, yeah, everything's sweet. And six months after they said, we, we want to do another follow-up of an ultrasound on your lymph node or your gland to make sure that it's not swollen. So six months ago, I had the ultrasound done and it all came back clear. Fast forward to yesterday and today. So, so far I've done my yearly MRI mammogram and ultrasound. So my next thing is, uh, while I sit here and while I, I, you know, record this podcast is 
having to go and see my surgeon. Now, prior last year, I believe, uh, yes, last year, she it was all phone call um, consultation. But I guess, you know, she needs to see you because, you know, she needs to do the physical um, consultation as well. She can't just keep doing the phone conversation consultation because of COVID. So um, later on today, I have to go back and have my um, my results told me. So this is that bittersweet moment where you don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm relieved in one way because it's like three out of four down. Um, but at the same time, I'm sitting here, you know, I, I, in the, in the MRI today, I was giving up you know, I was giving everything to the universe. I was saying, you know what, I give this, I surrender all of this in your hands. Um, I can't do anything. I can't do anything from this point on, you know, um, it's out of my hands, out of my hands until that point, of course, uh, depending what the results come back, then it's back in my hands. But what I want to say, the reason I'm sharing this is because I want to, I want to be honest about how I feel as well. And it's not just a matter of me going in. Yes, I know beautiful women who go in there and go, yep, all good, sweet as, um, yep, let's get this over and done with. I've got work to do. I've, I've got to go and catch up with friends, whatever it is. I still move forward. I do still move forward. I still, you know, get up, change, shower, put on makeup, put on some clothes and go to work, you know, in the sense that I can go to work. And this is what I mean by that. You you want to be able to move forward regardless. So I'm not stopping myself from living. So, you know, I'm waiting, I'm not waiting around, but I've got a few hours between now and my appointment. So what I'll do is I'll just continue what I need to do. I'm, I'm doing some courses, so I'll continue doing the courses. If I need to make some phone calls, it's business as usual. It's life as usual. And that's why I wanted to bring this to you because I want to show you who I am. I'm not just this person sitting on one side of this podcast sharing everything like, oh, well, well, she's got it all sorted. Like I said yesterday, this is something that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to always go and get checked. And I know women who have done 16 years cancer-free and they're still getting checked. Women that have done 20 years cancer-free and they're still getting checked. So this is something that I have to learn. And, you know, the more I learn how to deal with what I feel, the more I want to share that. Because I, for me, if you ask me what's the greatest thing you want to you want to learn from all of this because you don't want to carry it, is because I get that little bit of fear, not as much, but it's more I get scared and anxious, and I carry that right through. And you know, my husband actually put it very nicely <laughs> to me this morning, and he said, "Well, I know everything's going to be fine, Grace, but then you've got 364 days before you start feeling like this again." And I thought, ah, oh, you know. This is the worst feeling. Yes, it's that fear of the unknown and it's the worst feeling in the world. And I did say to him, even if I had like my worst enemy, someone, I don't like using the word hate, but if there was someone out there that I truly, truly hated, I still wouldn't wish this upon them because the feeling you feel is just something hard to describe. And yes, loved ones go through it with you. They do. Of course they do. They're not suffering, but they feel your pain as well. You know, I, it's, it's not just me going through this. It's my husband who's going through this. I've been going, you know, I've been getting checked for breast cancer or getting my breast checked for the last eight years since my mother passed away. So it's not news for me to get this done straight away. This has been something that I do every year for the last eight years. So 
your partner, your family, your children, whoever it is, um, they actually do this with you. They go on this journey with you. And of course, they sit and they, they're hesitant as well. They want to know the results just as much as you. And of course, you know, even when you're in there taking these tests, they do take forever. Um, but for someone who's waiting, they don't know what's going on because it's not that you can, uh, you know, check in and say, oh, by the way, they've just put me in the room. I'm just waiting here. By the way, they've hooked me up with an IV, just waiting. Oh, by the way, I'm I've, I'm finished and now they're, I'm waiting for the IV to be taken out. You can't give them an update. So it's hard for them as well in a way because they've got to sit there and wait till you come out. Um, but I just wanted to really share this and no matter what the, you know, the outcome is after this, I will, um, I will be doing a third part of this podcast in the sense of sharing what my results are and going forward from that. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to having you guys listen in on the next one. And like always, I wish you so much love and light. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today and I'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead. And I hope I've been able to serve you in any way. You know, I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal, feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey. And if this episode helped you today, please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.